Ms. Austin? Here. Mr. Hodgins? Here. Mr. Murphy? Here. Ms. Shelton? Here. Dr. Newman? Here. And Mr. Fraley? Here. It appears we do have a quorum. We will get into our regular agenda, Ms. Pollock. Okay. Um, just some house cleaning. The following items are being continued from the July public hearing agenda to the August 23rd, 2018 mm -hmm. public hearing. Regular item agenda number one, Equity Development Corp, the turn for the following applications. A, amendment to the future land use map within Plan Norfolk 2030 from commercial to residential mixed on properties <coughs> located at 4035 through 4039 East Ocean View Avenue, 9632, 9657, 21st Bay Street, and 9601, 22nd Bay Street. B, a change of zoning from CC, Community Commercial, to PD, Plan Development, on portions of property located at 4035 through 4039 East Ocean View Avenue, 9632 through 9657 21st Bay Street, and 9601 22nd Bay Street. And C, change of zoning from RC, Residential Coastal, to PD, Plan Development, on portions of properties located at 9600 through 9624 21st Bay Street, 9601 and 9623 21st Bay Street, 9548 through 9574 21st Bay Street, 4003 through 4011 Pleasant Avenue and east side of 20th Bay Street, GPIN 15506588894. Uh, regular item agenda number five, Chesapeake escapes for a conditional use permit to operate short-term vacation rental, vacation rental at 1333 Bayville Street. Regular item agenda number six, 10 mile view for a conditional use permit to uh, operate a short-term rental vacation unit vacation rental at 1407 Bayville Court. And finally, uh, regular agenda item number seven, MP Island for a conditional use permit for the sale of alcoholic beverages for off-premise at 6109 East Virginia Beach Boulevard, Suite B. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Austin? Aye. Mr. Houchins? Aye. Mr. Murphy? Aye. Ms. Shelton? Yes. Dr. Newman? Aye. Mr. Fraley? Aye. Okay. Item two. The first Susan. item you'll consider today is item number two, Jonathan Provost, for the following applications at two eight, uh, 208 through 218 West 25th Street. A, a change of zoning to apply the Norfolk and Western Historic Overlay, HO-NNW District, and B, conditional use permit to allow commercial uses in a structure within the HO-NNW District. The purpose of this request is to convert an existing industrial building into commercial spaces. Matthew. All right. So this request by Jonathan Provost um, for the rezoning to HO and then the conditional use permit. This is the site here on your screen. Uh, it's on 25th Street, West 25th Street, uh, just a little bit west of Omahundro Avenue uh, between Omahundro and Llewellyn. And the existing conditions of the site, it's mainly a industrial area and there's um, several industrial uses throughout the corridor. Um, directly to the south is the Old Dominion Peanut site. Has, um, that's recently been approved through this body by uh, Monument Development was the applicant and they will be doing a uh, mixed use conversion there, mainly residential but also about 10,000 square feet of commercial. That's that property directly to your south and then there also are several commercial uses in the vicinity. And this request would rezone to the, the new um, Norfolk and Western Historic Overlay District for this area. They also re will be requesting a conditional use permit to allow for commercial uses within the building. 
This is a look at the zoning map showing this area is mainly industrial. There is a multifamily zoning directly to the north, which includes a mix of single family and duplex uh, uses directly to the north. And um, for this site, they are proposing a uh, restaurant, uh, also personal services, which could be hair salon or barbershop, uh, and also yoga studio, which we consider health and fitness. And uh, those uses, the personal service use particularly, is not al allowed by itself in the industrial zoning district. So that's where um, this process comes into play, and they would be um, putting themselves through the architectural review board requirements. Uh, in exchange, they would be able to use the site for these commercial uses. So to go into a quick history of the site, um, the, uh, the, the sites have been used for several different things throughout the years, um, mainly three buildings here on the site. Uh, the first is the uh, Taka-Cola Bottling Company around 1920. Um, that's what the buildings were, were built for originally. And then a few years after that, it was used mainly uh, by the Spinach Product Company um, for a warehousing of dried spinach products. Um, and then after that, in around 1936, the buildings were used by the Peninsula Transit Corporation they had buses in there, and that's when it began to be used mainly for um, automobile and vehicle uh, service-related uses for a number of years. Uh, and also the Lumpkins Production Auto Paint Company used the buildings um, 1953 onward. And here's a look at the main building. Uh, this is the two-story building uh, on West 25th Street. And I have the corresponding sandboard map shown there to your right. And then these two um, ancillary buildings to the west, both one story and very similar. Here's a look at the streetscape. And the ARB has reviewed this, and uh, they do recommend by 8-0 vote, um, they recommend the request to be approved. Um, staff also recommends that the request be approved. We did receive a letter that's, that's in your packet, uh, also from the Park Place Civic League. They also support the request. And, and Matt, I understand that the new business association in that community is also supporting this. Uh, I believe so. We didn't receive it in writing, but um, our, our economic development folks were at the last meeting, and they said they, that they also supported that. Matt, on your on your uh, uh, photos again, the two-story building in the middle is that the restaurant site? Actually, no. That would be held onto by the um, the current property owners. Okay. Uh, they, right now, they are using the first floor for mainly storage for their uh, contractor uh, company. So it's a contractor's office with some storage in there, and then the top is their offices, and they will they will still um, renovate the top floor for multi-purpose flexible office space. So that will be open to the public. If anyone wants to lease out an office space, they can they can use that. So they'll they will remain um, as far as the entire site goes, just on that first floor of this two-story building. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Matt. Any questions, uh, Mr. Simon? So there's no parking that comes with this. No, the building. None of the buildings have any parking. Um, it's it's always been that way. Um, it, one of the conditions that will be a part of the conditional use permit specifically ties them to no in, increase in intensity of uses uh, more than what it's currently grandfathered for. Uh, our ordinance, as you all know, has a grandfathering uh, provision: one space for 300 square feet. So uh, they will have to be careful with their uh, restaurant spaces in particular but it's offset by the um, storage space on the first floor of this building. They're fully aware of that. Property owner applicants have all signed off on that. Great, thanks. Mm -hmm. All right. Thanks, Matt. Any, any other questions, commissioners?
Okay. We have uh, Miss Danielle Collinsworth here in favor of this application. Anything you'd like to share with us, Miss Collinsworth? Um, she just shared her question. Okay. The, the, Didn't say that here. That's fine. The other one does say Miss uh, Jennifer Stringer. Stringer is here for just questions. Um, Steve Dudley is undecided. Any questions we can ask now, sir? With that, comments, commissioners? Susan. The motion is to approve the change of zoning and the conditional use permit subject to the conditions contained in the staff report. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Houchins? Aye. Mr. Murphy? Aye. Ms. Shelton? Yes. Dr. Newman? Aye. And Mr. Fraley? Aye. We'll make that recommendation to council. Good luck. application uh, is a request at 5416 Tidewater Drive. It is located on the east side of Tidewater Drive, just north of Cromwell, across from Willowwood. Um, the site is currently zoned uh, CC, which is Community Commercial. Um, the request is for a conditional use permit. In the CC district, um, you can do a mixed-use project, so half commercial, half residential. The CC district allows you to do by conditional use permit less than 50% of that first floor commercial. So the applicant is doing all residential, 20 units, so they are applying for a conditional use permit, which allows them to do that. Okay. Again, uh, zone CC, uh, 20 uh, apartment units, no commercial component allowed by a conditional use permit. Um, this is the site plan here. Um, you'll see again, it is on Tidewater Drive. Uh, you see the building, the 20 units. Uh, we have done an initial review to make sure it does meet our form standards, so we're good there. Um, we had them meet with uh, Public Works, our transportation staff. Their recommendation was a right turn in, right, right in, right out. Um, it, it's commercial now. We could put commercial back there. They felt that uh, residential is actually a less intense use, so the right in, right out would be appropriate and would work. Um, one of the other uh, conditions that uh, both Civic Leagues, and I'll kind of talk about that a bit later, was that they try to maintain uh, as many of the trees. There are a couple of really big, nice trees on the site. Uh, you can see from the site plan they are, in fact, doing that. Um, and um, we are, as staff, recommending uh, approval. They um, have uh, met the requirements. We feel like this is a less intense use that's there now. We get improvements to the site. Um, so we are recommending approval. We uh, do have uh, a letter of support from the Fairmont Civic League. Um, they had uh, certain conditions, two of which are, again, maintaining the trees, the right in, right out. Um, and I think the layout meets the rest of their conditions uh, as subject to the approval. Um, and then we also received a letter uh, kind of unsolicited from the Roland Park Civic League. They are just to the north of this site, um, and their concern was how the site was to be accessed. Um, I did send them a, a copy of the staff report. They said that was their concern. If it's right in, right out, they are good to go. And their concern was also the uh, maintenance of the existing trees on the site. Uh, and when they saw that the trees were being maintained, uh, they did send us a letter of support as well. Any questions I can answer? Susan, we mentioned trees quite a bit. Are we saying that the developer here is going to save all of the mature trees on site? Yeah, and you can see on the on the site plan where they are, they are saving. If you remember being on the site, it was the ones over uh, on that south side of the site that were fairly mm -hmm. substantial trees. Mm 
Um, for me personally, I, I got a problem with the right in, right out. Uh, that site is, uh, well, appropriately sized on Tidewater Drive. But Tidewater Drive is a little undersized when you try to make a turn in or turn out. Public Works has blessed this? Yes. Well, you have to you have to give them access somehow. Mm -hmm. The right in and right out at least restricts anybody from trying to go left. Left. Mm -hmm. And you you know you and I know that road rather well. We both travel it daily. Anyone trying to come across, even leaving that little auto parts that's mm -hmm. just up the road, finds it to be a scary proposition. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have narrow lanes there. Yeah. yeah. And right. again, if there were commercial there, Public Works felt that that would be an increased number of trips. So. By allowing the residential, the, the theory is that you are decreasing the amount of trips that would or mm -hmm. could possibly come in and out of the site now. And of course, uh, based on the current zoning, it could very easily go commercial. It's commercial zoning. Mm -hmm. By right. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Susan. Any questions of Susan, gentlemen, ladies? Thank you. Uh, here in favor of this application, Ms. Robin Thomas. Good afternoon, Commissioners. Uh, just wanted to point out a couple of other things. Uh, we are providing uh, two uh, spaces for each unit, as opposed to just the 1.6 that's required by code. And I just wanted to just share with you the um, this isn't the this isn't the project, but these are the images that we showed um, uh, Fairmont Park. You know, just that this would be the flavor of the um, of the architecture, be a, a mixture of uh, brick and um, siding. So. How many um, stories, Robin? Three stories. Three? Yep. So if there's no other questions. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Robin. Also here in favor of this application, Bobby Howard. Just some questions. Commissioners, any comment? Susan? Okay. Uh, the motion is to approve the conditional use permit subject to the conditions can contained in the staff report. Mr. Hales? You know, the, the, the traffic does concern me as well as, as, as our chairman. Um, however, we have a, uh, somebody making an investment in the community area that needs a good investment. Um, I, I know the traffic looked at trying to do a deceleration area, and they can't not do that given the lot size. I also know, just doing my independent research, that uh, a rear access or side access is, is not possible due to technical reasons. So I think the developer is doing everything he can to, to minimize the traffic problems. Um, I do appreciate new investment area that needs it in the city. So for that, I vote aye. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Houchins? No. Mr. Murphy? Um, I concur with uh, Commissioner Hale's comments. Um, the site right now is not right in, right out only. Um, so even if it does intensify the number of cars going in and out, uh, they're going to have to save for in and out. So I vote aye. Ms. Shelton? Yes. Dr. Newman? Aye. And Mr. Freeland. Aye. We'll make the recommendation to council. Good luck. Thank you. Okay. Uh, item number four on your agenda is Glass Friends LLC for a conditional use permit to construct a communication tower commercial at 6137 Miller Store Road. The purpose of this request is to allow for construction of an 86-foot tall monopole tower. We, we, we get Jeremy. <laughs> special treat for you. Special right? treat for us today. Thank you, Jeremy. So this item is uh, is Glass Friends. It's a T-Mobile communications tower. It's a conditional use permit for 6137 Miller Store Road. 
Um, this is adjacent to the airport. Airport's directly north of this site. There's some small office, smaller office buildings to the south, and then the outlet mall south of there. Uh, the proposal is to construct an 86-foot-tall uh, communi commercial communication tower, and that 86-foot-tall um, height we'll come back to in a second. The zoning is light industrial. There's airport zoning directly to the north on the other side of Miller Store Road, and then um, commercial zoning to the, further to the south as you get towards the outlet mall. Um, the applicant is requesting a CUP because communication towers require a conditional use permit um, to be approved in this district. Here you see the site plan. The current use of the site is storage, um, storage units. And you see how the, um, the, the storage unit, or the tower itself would be tucked in sort of at the, the side of the storage unit buildings. Um, actually kind of tucked in tightly back there. Um, and you see the, the tighter little site plan here on it, um, tucked in again. So again, 86 foot tall uh, communications <coughs> tower. Um, you have in your staff report packet a letter from the airport. Um, the airport did give us a letter of concern about the height of the tower. Um, they said the, the tower was approved by FAA for this height. The airport's concern was that that tower would be built at 86 feet and through whatever course of history beyond that, that it would creep up and, and, and encroach into that 86 foot tall or, or something would get built and it would, it would exceed that height. So because of that, um, because of that letter, we've added an additional condition um, to the application um, that would call for a as-built survey. So once the tower is built, the applicant will be required to provide a survey showing um, exactly how high it is to confirm that it is not exceeding that 86-foot limit. Uh, we spoke back, Susan spoke back to the airport after that point, and they were comfortable with, with that condition. Um, and you'll also note in your drop box, but not in your staff report, is a letter from the Lake Taylor Civic League in support of this. That's all I have for right now. Thank you, Jeremy. Any questions of Mr. Shaw, commissioners? Thanks, Jeremy. Um, here in favor of this application, uh, Vince Mastraco, Kaufman Canoes. Mr. Fraley, members of the commission. Um, I just wanted to um, briefly say that uh, this communications tower will improve service considerably on the Norfolk Premium Outlets, which really now has no has very limited or no almost no service. So that is a, I think, a positive positive uh, attribute of this of the tower. As you just heard, the tower was at once was uh, higher than 86 feet. The FAA actually required that it be only 86 feet, and there are conditions which we're willing to apply when we have to tell them when construction starts, when it's completed, and as you say, we have to do a survey to certify that. Um, and we, uh, as I said, we have we are compliant with all with the FEA and also in uh, conformity with all the conditions that were laid out in connection with the, the granting of the use permit. Thanks, any, Vince. Questions? any questions of Mr. Mastraco, Commissioner? Thanks. Thanks, Vince. Uh, Chair also wants to acknowledge uh, Michael Gard Fine is here in favor of this application, but does not wish to speak. Commissioners, any question, comment? If not, Susan. The motion is to approve the conditional use permit subject to the conditions contained in the staff report. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Houchins? Aye. Mr. Murphy? Aye. Ms. Shelton? Yes. Dr. Newman? Aye. And Mr. Fraley? Aye. I'll make that recommendation to council. Good luck.
Okay, the item next item, item number eight. eight, McDonald's for the following conditional use permits at 5761 East Virginia Beach Boulevard. A, a restaurant operating after 11 o'clock p.m. and B, a drive-through facility, large scale. The purpose of this request is to allow for the restaurant to operate beyond 11 o'clock p.m. and to construct a new commercial drive-through. Afternoon. Um, so yes, this is the McDonald's uh, is coming in for a conditional use permit at 5761 East Virginia Beach Boulevard, um, just north of Military Circle Mall and south of Virginia Beach Boulevard. Uh, it is currently uh, zoned commercial. The entire region, uh, area is zoned regional commercial just around the mall there. And uh, they're coming in to bring their property in compliance uh, with the new zoning ordinance through conditional use permit. Um, so as I mentioned, the entire area right there is regional commercial. Um, and they currently are legally non-conforming, so their use is legal, but they, to do this reconstruction that they have, they have to come back through to uh, get a conditional use permit to continue the use legally um, because they're structurally altering a large uh, bit of the property. Um, and the, the conditional use permit is to operate beyond 11 p.m. Um, for the commercial drive-through major. Here, uh, the hours up, the proposed hours of operation um, and some information on the capacity, and um, as well as um, some of the site improvements that are associated with the new redevelopment. And um, there is also a letter from the Claremont Civic League in support of the McDonald's, um, and staff recommendation is approval. Thank you, Austin. Any question of Austin? Thank you, sir. Uh, here in favor of this application, Thomas Klein. Good afternoon, Mr. Chairman, members of the commission. For the record, my name is Thomas Klein. I'm a partner at the firm Troutman Sanders, and I'm here on behalf of McDonald's. Um, as Austin just pointed out, this is really just an effort to we're upgrading, reinvesting in the very successful McDonald's that we already have in Military Circle. He did mention that we have a letter from the Glenrock uh, Civic League. I wanted to share it with you because this store is popular with uh, that Civic League. And they said, we can conclude the efforts of the owners will benefit the community. And the com uh, current location continues to give outstanding fast food service to our residents and the citizens of Norfolk. So this is just an upgrade of that store. The, the footprint of the existing store is basically going to stay the same. It's going to have an updated exterior. It's going to have updated roof line. We're going to do a major renovation of the interior, the new bathrooms, new um, public facilities inside. As part of that, I think one important um, feature that we've discussed with the staff as we've worked through this is that there are two entrances directly on Virginia Beach Boulevard. We're going to be we're going to be closing the second entrance. So it's one of the benefits for the city is that we're eliminating one more curb cut off Virginia Beach Boulevard. That's also going to provide an opportunity for some additional landscaping there in the front of the site along the frontage with Virginia Beach Boulevard. But I'm aware of no objections to it, and uh, we appreciate uh, the cooperation we've had with the staff, and we'd be happy to answer any questions. Tom, talk to me about the term uh, drive-through facility large scale. Large scale, I think that's, that's the city's term. term. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, that's your a, term? That's our term. Okay. Yeah, so there's a brand new ordinance they've adopted that's about that yeah. thick. <laughs> it's for fast food restaurants. For fast right. food? Yes. That means you got more than one lane? Not necessarily. Okay, just, just a lot of volume. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. But we don't anticipate any real change in the volume. I mean, the store is going to continue to serve the same customers. Mm -hmm. The um, drive through is approximately in the same location. It's okay. going to be reconfigured a bit. Good deal. Any questions of Mr. Klein? 
Thanks, Tom. Thank you. Appreciate it. Chair also acknowledges uh, Elmer Toll uh, is here to answer any questions. He's in favor of this application as well. Uh, with that, if there are not any questions, Susan? The motion is to approve the conditional use permits subject to the conditions contained in the staff reports. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Hutchins? Aye. Mr. Murphy? Aye. Ms. Shelton? I'd like to say good job to Mr. Peters, and I vote aye. Dr. Newman? Aye. And Mr. Fraley? I vote aye. Best of luck with that. We'll make that recommendation to council. Thank you. Okay, uh, number item nine. Nine on your agenda, MPB, comma, Inc. For the closure of a certain piece of Wellville Street running from Kempsville Road to its terminus containing 18,579 square feet or 0 0.43 acres more or less. Um, so this is a street. It's a cul-de-sac that extends off of Kempsville just before you get to Virginia Beach Boulevard. Uh, as I think you all know, Sentara is doing some major expansions along this corridor. Um, this will accommodate the second expansion, which is a new uh, building right on the corner, uh, as well as a new parking garage, which will go partially on that street. And for that reason, they need to close the street. So this request is to close the portion of Wellville that extends uh, off of Kempsville Road to its terminus. It is a cul-de-sac. Thank you, Susan. Any questions of Ms. Pollock Hart? Susan? Okay. The motion is to approve the closure of a certain piece of Wellville Street. Uh, Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Houchins? Aye. Mr. Murphy? Aye. Ms. Shelton? Yes. Dr. Newman? Aye. And Mr. Fraley? Aye. Uh, new business. He said zoning text amendment. All right, Mr. Chair, this is the item that I spoke with you all two weeks ago at your um, at your work session. Another round of cleanups. There's going to be eight to ten items on this. They're all technical changes. There's nothing in not intended to be anything substantive at this stage, uh, and so our intent is just to get these through and get the ordinance a little bit more straight. Thank you, Jeremy. Any questions of Jeremy? Um, uh, can we take these one uh, as a group, uh, um, Mr. Attorney, or do we need to do them one, one at a time? Um, I think the normal course of business is to do them one at a time. Okay. With that, uh, Chair, entertain a motion to initiate a text amendment for cleanup and the zoning ordinance. That's a move. Second. Properly moved and second. Is it ready for the question? Those in favor, let it be known by saying aye. 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 Opposed? We'll look forward to that cleanup, Jeremy. Thank you. And I vote aye for the record. Uh, item two on the new business zoning text amendment. Who's going to talk to us about uh, the zoning ordinance to allow home occupations? That'd be Mr. Me, Whitney. Mr. Chair, thank you. Um, as you mentioned, this is an initiation of a zoning text amendment to our home occupation rules, which are within our performance standards. And what it would be is uh, to allow home occupations to, um, or, or people that would like to do home occupations within the HCWF1, West Freemason, uh, and WF2 districts, to apply for a conditional use permit to have clients to their home. Mm -hmm. So currently, and uh, in your documents there, you have uh, the actual text, the current text of the home occupation rules. Um, and in that, it says that except in the HC districts, so that would include Ghent, Freemason, um, people can apply for conditional use permits to have clients to their home. 
Um, so this would have to be amended in order to allow anyone to do that in an HC district. So we had a, we have a uh, applicant that would like to do this. Uh, he has a law office in West Freemason that he would like to uh, use his townhouse in West Freemason to take clients to his home. So uh, in order to do that, he's here for this initiation. And if this goes through and is adopted by the city council, uh, he would then come in for his conditional use permit to actually operate the home occupation and have clients to the home. Mm -hmm. And uh, we did receive correspondence from the uh, president of the Freemason Street Area Association. Uh, the applicant did go there before he uh, sort of put this together uh, to start try to get that uh, feeling from the community, and they did support this request. Mm -hmm. I'll stand by for any questions. Thanks, Chris. Any questions of Mr. Whitney, commissioners? Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Uh, with that, the chair entertain a motion to initiate a text amendment uh, in accordance with uh, zoning ordinance to allow uh, home occupations in the West Freemason area. So moved. Second. second. Properly moved and second. Are you ready for the question? Indeed. Those in favor, let it be known by saying aye. 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 Approved. Aye. Oppose rather. <laughs> Hearing none, it's so initiated. Um, with that, Mr. Uh, Lee, do you have anything for us, sir? No, sir. Mr. Newcomb? No, sir. Commissioners? Hearing none, we stand adjourned. Thank you. <laughs>